Welcome to the Affiliate Interview Series by Statstrone. This is episode 001. Very first guest, Graham McGaw, Super Affiliate. He's been building affiliate sites since the 90s. Let's get to it. So I'm here with the Super Affiliate, Graham McGaw, and you're part of our in- Affiliate Interview Series with Statstrone. And uh, Graham, why, do, why don't you do an uh, introduction of yourself? Sure, I'm Graham McGar. I'm apparently a super affiliate, which I think means I'm just a super human being. I don't know what the term is to get there, but personally, I think I'm a legendary affiliate, but it is what it is. Um, Yes, I've been in the affiliate business since 1997, generally, building websites, creating money that way. I got into it in 2002, um, more as a serious role, which is when I got into gambling, and now I... Do a whole bunch of gambling, a whole bunch of non-gambling, and sit around all day while others do a lot of the work for me and play video games. So yeah, that's not bad. So what? How 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 did your story start in terms of like getting into this? Like, was this uh, something you were looking for, or was it like accidental to kind of find affiliate marketing? Back in the late '90s, I got into it by building websites just for fun and. I could make money from them. Like one of my first websites was an abandoned wear website. So like where is basically where it was given old school games for um, download for free. And we'd chuck some banners on there, do some referral links and stuff like that. But actually how I got into it all was I was got into playing online poker and I was part of a poker community on the something awful forums. And this was back when going through bonuses, bonus hoarding, as I would say, was a big thing, but no one knew about it. So, like, how to do it then. So, I created like one of the first bonus hoarding guides, posted it on the forum just to help people out, provide a resource. And then, as I was browsing these websites, I was like, what is this affiliate link at the bottom? And I clicked on it and it explained it. So, then I was like, sweet, I can actually sign up for these affiliate programs, refer people like I'm doing and make money from it and then i can give them money so i'd be like okay i'll do this poker room will give me a hundred bucks i'll give you like 80 bucks from that and do it yourself so that was how i got into it It was a combination it was it was pretty much luck just stumbling upon that link you know like i had no idea referring people to poker rooms and getting paid ridiculous amounts of money was a thing but it was yeah, I guess back in the day, we didn't really have a kind of like how to get started. Like you, you might have got uh, websites that would be like how to get started at poker, but there wasn't really a lot back then of like how to get started as a webmaster. No, there was really no guys that I can think of because at that time, it really wasn't an industry that as far as I know, people were getting into Like, you know, back then, I never fathomed that my full time job would be that type of thing, you know, but also back then things like even rake back wasn't a thing and things like that. Well, I was given, um, I would get those CPA payments from poker rooms, but I would also get revenue share from some and I would give that back to the player. And like that was before it was even called rake back, you know? So like I said, it was back then, it was just trial and error, stumbling upon, you know? And as opposed to now where everyone's got a blog or a YouTube channel or, you know, where you can pay them lots of money to tell them how to make money you know and it's like yeah it's pretty crazy what a difference it is yeah it's pretty interesting when uh you know it's before rakeback was a thing and rakeback's been such an old concept where it almost doesn't really exist anymore yeah it's, it's, i've looked up some of the old rakeback sites back in the day like from back in the day you know rake the rake and stuff and it's like wow how do these 
exist anymore. It's kind of funny to you, like, how that business model seemed a sure thing 2007, 2008. That was a peak of it. And now it's like, man, if you're a week back affiliate, you're in trouble, you know, like you're not making a lot of money from it now. Yeah. So we obviously know that you focused in some gambling, but what are some of the non-gambling verticals or other affiliate niches that you've uh, dabbled in? My biggest one is books. Way back in 2012, I started, like what I do with websites is I build um, I know, uh, valuable resources, basically. That's my goal. And back in 2012, I was reading a book series and I wasn't sure what the next books in the list were. I wanted to go buy them, so I had them. And I tried to search online and... There was no good resource for that. So I was like, okay, I'll build my own resource and start doing all that work and all that. And I launched auditorbooks.com back then and it eventually took off. Um, and then I launched another website, bookseriesandauto.com, where I threw a lot more money at it and had a lot more focus on it. And that's been killing it. And we're actually just launching this month my next book website, which is booknotification.com. And Again, it's filling a, a void, a resource for people because people, you know, they, they, they follow authors, they love authors, they want more Lee Child, more Stephen King. But again, there's still not great resources out there to be able to say, hey, let me know when the new Stephen King's coming out and so on. Like, there's sites like Goodreads and stuff, but they, they're a mess. Um, so, yeah, this, this is a new site coming out and it's just going to basically blow sites like Goodreads out of the water, hopefully, and provide a lot of resource for readers. So yeah, books are my basically forte right now. I love it. It's something I've been passionate about since I was a kid, you know, reading when I was like three years old and stuff. So yeah, that's my main area now. Gambling's, it's, I've still got some casino websites, but I still do a lot in gambling, but it's just sports betting. And that's just because it's my, it's a passion project more than anything. I make money from it, but I enjoy doing it regardless if I did or not. Well, I guess that kind of sort of leads into the next question I've got, which is, you know, we've both done affiliate coaching and given your experience, uh, how would you advise new affiliates in getting started in the world of affiliate marketing? The thing I always tell, the most important thing is build a valuable resource first. Look at something that you can do that's helping. Like here's one of the best examples. Um, the last gambling website I started was in 2018, 2017, where to bet.net. It's because I would read Reddit, um, sports book, the sports book subreddit, and people would be like, oh, today I'm betting this player prop, um, you know, could it off over 1.5 shots. And people would be asking every day, where do I bet that? Where do I bet that? So I look at that and then I, I Google, hey, where do I bet you know, player shots? No good resource really comes up. Or if it does, it's like one page on a you know, high authority site. So I sat down to with my main goal to make the most valuable resource for anyone who's ever looking to bet something and I'll tell them where to bet, where to bet NHL, where to bet NHL player props, you know, where to bet the Grand Salami NHL. And it covers every sport, hockey, you know, basketball, um, World Cup with a whole bunch of articles and stuff like that. And when I started that whole website, I, I didn't even have affiliate links for the first year. Now people could do that. It's just, I didn't want to focus on affiliate market at all. I just focus on traffic, but I just focus on, creating the best possible website. You know, like if you were searching where to bet NHL player shots, I would tell you not only where to bet it, but why. For example, this sports book may have um, variants on the props, so you can actually go from 1.5 shots to 2.5 or 3.5. Or this one has an accumulator bonus or a player prop bonus and all that. And, yeah, that's basically it. And it's been a huge success. And 
it's because I created a valuable resource that people were looking for and wasn't out there yet. Now, sometimes that resource is already out there, but you can make it better. You know, like I have gone back to book series in order for a second. I see copycat sites. Can, can we pause this a second? Um, my doorbell just went. No, pause it. But just my doorbell went. I can't... <laughs> I'll just keep that all in there. Yeah. Big, no, you're going to wait for Graham. Well, I, I didn't want to leave my new flashlight sitting out there for longer than, you know, yeah. it might shrink in the cold. And, and they've all got right, an so... affiliate program too. Oh, dude, that's right. They do actually. Yeah. Yeah. I should have make money your... from that. Yeah. I should have went through your links. I wasn't thinking about it. So I was yeah. just going to see that goes back to bookseriesnorther.com so that I can, I can jump back into that. Yeah. Right, are you ready? Yeah. So that goes back into book series and order doc. My doorbell's ringing again. Go. <laughs> yeah, third time lucky. Actually, I remember when I was on a call with Amazon and like I had to go get the doorbell and come back and they were all popping because they're laughing because they could hear my ring doorbell going off. Then Alexa telling me that it was um, someone that was at my front door. Yeah. Then the package itself was from Amazon. So they're like, you know, you're just all about Amazon. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. Attempt number three. Yeah. So that takes me back to bookseriesnorther.com where, like I said, it's, it's the biggest website on the internet for um, Western Book Series Norther. It has over 12,000 authors on there and 10,000 series and I see copycat sites pop up once a month at least a whole new copycat site here's the problem is none of them are doing it better than me they're not they're not like I'm not inviting people to do it better than me because you know I I, I have kids I need to eat guys don't do that but <laughs> actually my kids are 15 19 they can feed themselves go ahead I don't care yeah still steal my traffic but no all these copycat sites pop up and they don't they don't look at me and be like oh we can make this site but better right they just oh this site makes money so i'm gonna go out there and do the same but just not as much work or whatever and that's the problem is people don't people don't sit back and think a how can i make a valuable resource for people with money coming second or b this idea is already out there this resource is already out there but it can be better how you know people don't do that and that's what new affiliates should do they should look at something like how can i make this better you know and they don't yeah well we kind of know the the reality which is uh, a lot of people when they think of affiliate marketing they're like i get to create a website and i get to make all this money and sit on my ass and they get impatient that they don't make money in the first month and they're like why is this not working when yeah they build a they build a five-page genetic site. They have like a casino review that's like 500 words long, if that, and it's just the most genetic bullshit. And it's like, hey, do you really think this is going to outrank Ask Gambler's um, you know, review with like thousands of words and pictures and videos and comments and all that? It's like, no, because you're not offering anything worth ranking. Like, you know, that's what people should do. It's like, what's a keyword I want to get people for? Okay, great. If I could talk to Google today and I could say to them, please rank me above all other websites, 
here's why. Can you actually argue I should be ranked above them because of any reason? It's like most of them, no, they can't, unfortunately. So yeah, create and, a resource, create something helpful. That's it. And that goes full circle to like, you know, people creating copycat sites. If, if mm. you're just copying, you're not making it better. It's uh, why do you deserve that traffic? Exactly. There's tons of ways for any existing website to make it better. Some of us, like not every website out there, but there is a lot where you can look at it and be like, that site's ranking well, but they're missing this, this, and this. And if I build that exact site, but with this, this, and this, eventually it's going to rise to the top. And that is usually what happens. So. Well, I've got a next question set up, but I think I'm going to change the theme of it. And it's all about Amazon Associates, the affiliate program for Amazon. So they have, I think, it's advertiser written somewhere that they have over 900,000 affiliates in their ecosystem. And mm. my question was kind of like, well, since they're a big giant, they can afford to almost close their program. So let's, let's pretend that Amazon actually were to do that and you mm. have to transition and move to somewhere else. What would you do in your situation of having a site that's currently like with your book, um, your book website that's dependent on that Amazon revenue? Well, actually, I... I'm not saying I foresaw something like that happening, but I am prepared for something like that happening because Amazon, for a period of time in 2017, 2018, approximately um, reduced the commission rates a couple of times a year. And it was, you know, and they're still very generous. For example, everyone complains about them. But right now, if you go to Amazon and click through one of my books and you buy a PlayStation, I get commission for that PlayStation as well. You know, that's. So I think, you know, I don't think they'll close the affiliate program at all. I think um, they might do things like that. They might be like, okay, we don't need to give that extra money for that type of thing and so on, right? But in regards to if Amazon closed, I, like I said, I, you know, I, the writing was kind on the wall that something could happen down the road. Now they do commission rates for, like, close the commission rates for certain affiliates. So I'm probably okay with that. But I actually gravitated into um, display marketing with um, Mediavine, who are like one of the top 20 uh, websites in the world in regards to, um, well, just overall. And they're the number one in regards to advertising displays, which is basically it's like Google AdSense, but a heck of a lot better. And so I went, went with them and I've worked with them. And my income with um, them is like three times what I make at Amazon. So... If Amazon goes, I'm fine. Now, in regards to giving options for people to buy books, that's a tough one because I'll just throw out some random hypothetical numbers here, right? Like Amazon Canada, about 15 years ago, I think it was, maybe 12, I wanted to diversify. So I wanted to test out. So in Canada, I was making something like, let's say $2,000 a month off Amazon Canada at the time. I dropped all the links to use chapters slash indigo and you know see how they do, see if it's worth promoting other programs in regards to just Amazon. And two thousand dollars in one month with Amazon Canada, the next month chapters indigo was three dollars and thirty-four cents, which shows, you know, I know a lot has changed since then, but it shows what the Amazon brand name was like back then. It shows that people go online like you live in Canada, you know, going to chapters is actually an experience. So a lot of people actually use the chapters website to look up books and then go in there and buy them and stuff. So it's not, you know, they're, they're two different things altogether. But I think if for me personally, switching from Amazon to like Barnes and Noble and stuff like that, it'll be a, a challenge because no one has stepped up even remotely close to Amazon in regards to 
what they do online. You know, no one has been able to convince people to go online. Like um, now in saying that, it's funny, if you go to chapters at the store, like a lot of times they don't have the books in stock and they'll be like, oh, you got to go online and order that. But people don't be like, okay, I'll go use your website. They end up just hating chapters because they've went there for this book. Nope, have to go online and just go home and buy it off Amazon. So yeah, I don't know if Amazon closed the program, which I don't really see happening, um, just lower commission more. Uh, options are kind of definitely a lot tougher, especially where I'm concerned, but you know, deal with it when it comes. Actually, that's going to be part of booknotification.com is people will have the choice of where to order their books from, all the geo-targeting and all that, because I do want to mix up with our companies, and there is a lot of anti-Amazon sentiment out there, so I would like to opt to um, be able to allow people to click through to bookshop.org, for example, which works with all independent bookstores. So in a year, I'll be able to tell you how, you know, what the difference is between Amazon and others based on that. But I don't think. How many hours every week does your team spend checking all of your stats? You know, clicks, signups, FTDs, CPAs earned, revenue, and commissions? Are you storing this data manually on spreadsheets? Surely there has to be a better way. That's exactly what StatsDrone is for. Save hours and focus on work that makes you more money and use the app to optimize your campaigns so you know where to send more traffic to. Oh, and other features? Discover nearly 900 iGaming affiliate programs, get account balances, save notes on all your deals, stay on top of trends of your own data. Oh, and you can also store the data on your own server and super fast onboarding. Visit www.statstrong.com and give the app a try for free. And it almost come close to Amazon, you know. Yeah, you kind of answered my next question mostly, which is like, do you think anybody could challenge Amazon for the market they own? Now, you, you've answered that from the books part, but I'm kind of wondering if like a company like Walmart might see this as an opportunity going, can they become that that company where... I think Walmart, their brands and what they sell is pretty narrow, where Amazon's like everything. So do you think there's a, an opportunity for another company to say, you know what, maybe this market could be shared? There's definitely opportunity. Like look at um, eBay, for example. They were number four on the, um, what list was it? Um, the visual capitalist list. Of, no, the media metrics list. They were at number four. eBay were number four in like 2003, 2004, one of the biggest websites. And now look at them. They're not even top 20 in that list. I was looking earlier because I was kind of curious. Um, you know, like, so there definitely is room now in saying that. No one's really stepped in to replace eBay. Just more the case of other markets, places such as Amazon have kind of taken over. But I don't see it just because Walmart, for example, they kept saying they would do it. They... Um, they bought jet.com and try to you know make that a big deal and stuff like that and do online, but they've just never focused on it. And a large part is because going into the store at Walmart is all the experience. They're still focused on that. They don't want to change it. They don't want people to stop going into Walmart and instead buying online, you know. And so it's that someone could definitely compete with them, but they would have to be an online store that's like has big backers and are pretty much purely online and they can match Amazon. Because the other thing, remember, is Amazon isn't just a, a, you know, a selling stuff, right? Like everyone's got Ring doorbells, Alexas, you know, um, 
all that stuff kindles you know everyone reads off a kindle or you know now they've got the kindle scribe you know everything so it's like much like google it's part of people's lives and yeah i don't think in the next 10 years anyone will replace amazon at least yeah they'd they'd have to make some big uh twitter style mistakes to to make that happen yeah and i don't think even now like look like the you know, like, I mean, they, like, they get bad press all the time, you know, from how they treat the staff and stuff. And like, as an associate, I can tell you, income just keeps going up, you know, um, even as a stockholder, you see all the stuff there, right? So it's like, nothing can really change things, I think, for Amazon. And I forgot, I was going to say something then, I completely forgot what it was. So yeah. we'll leave it's it at that. a lie. Yeah. yeah. So last question I've got is, do you think a new affiliate should focus on video? Because you mentioned that earlier where, I mean, there's writing content and then anyone can kind of set up, you know, their own YouTube channel. And maybe this is like the kind of like the new medium that a lot of people kind of shy away from. I'm unsure. I mean, video is great, but the YouTube algorithm, for example, can really hurt people who are ranked really highly, right? Like sometimes they just decide, no, this channel is not going to be promoted. And then all this investment you've did is worth nothing, right? So that is a big thing because that's affecting a lot of YouTubers. Like one of Ross Creations is one who would do like 2 million a video. And now he's doing like 300,000. And it's like, it's not even anything he did. YouTube algorithm is just like, no, we're going to stop sharing it, you know. Anyway, in general, I it's it's very tough to say because video is a big thing. But I would think to make it work, you know, you have to really hit it big. You have to do a grand scale thing. Like I've experimented with video. Some videos get, you know, thousand views, stuff like that and so on. But it's like, you, you don't want that. That means nothing. You need huge, you know what I mean? So you need to be doing something that no one else is doing or just be able to get lucky more than anything else, you know? So it's a lot of, effort and work and it's like i don't know I, i'm not a, i'm not i can't say for sure one way or the other because i don't have enough experience with it but from what i've seen no right now it's still worth just focusing on your website right? even the stuff with tiktok i know marketers who it's like they've got a huge tiktok fall and it's like okay what you know what do you do with that and it's like oh you know we try and sell stuff but we don't Really, you know, we get some free stuff that we get to like advertise, like clothes and stuff like that. It's like, okay, but it's like, how much money and time are you spending on this? And, you know, it's like, I don't know. So it's like, I think for now, yeah, focus on your website. If you have unique ideas for TikTok and stuff, do them, see them take off. But I've just seen so many creative people come up with very creative ideas that should go viral. Like, there's one in particular I'm thinking of. I won't bore you with it, but this was like money. And, it was shared everywhere and I helped them share it because I'm like, this is so good. And it, you know, a few bites, it did like more than his usual videos, like 2000 views and then no follow up whatsoever. Nothing happened, you know, and it just shows you can, you can strike gold quality wise and it means Jack. So no, I would say it's probably not worth it for my experience, you know, but I guess you could also argue that like, uh, you know, as much as you can lose rankings or, you know, have problems with the algorithm and uh, YouTube, you could argue mm-hmm. the same for Google itself, for your website. I think, in, I think in general, Google Google does penalize some websites that shouldn't be penalized. But I think that for the most part, if you get a Google penalty, you can look at it and be like, 
yeah, I see why they, you know, you know, I, I've had one website that's penalized and I think that's it in the history of doing this. And it's like, the content wasn't great. You know, like I'm like, I was mad. I'm like, oh, why, why did I get penalized? And it's like, well, contents, no, it's not great. It's like one of my, you know, it wasn't a big LM website. So one of my cheaper writers writes the content and it's fine, but it's like, it's like I was saying to you, it's like, would I go to Google and be like, hey, rank this site above all the others? No, I wouldn't because and Google caught onto that and moved it down. So the Google penalties are more fair. YouTube just is a weird algorithm and, you know, it's it's just such a challenge. Like, plus, there's so many more huge YouTubers out there, bigger by the day, everything. It just, to me, it seems a little bit too much work and effort and a little, but not worth the payoff. payoff. Well, thanks very much for uh, jumping on for doing the the very first affiliate interview series on video. Uh, speaking of video, ironically enough, um, it was great having you, and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what other sites you launch in the near future. Yeah, hopefully none. Hopefully I retire now, and that's <laughs> that's me done. <laughs> All right, let's keep it at that. I think you're busy enough as it is. <laughs>